welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. If a doctor that you just got assigned to at a hospital casually glances over your chart and flippantly declares that he's scheduling you for a major amputation or a prefrontal lobotomy, wouldn't you ask for a second opinion before you sign any consent forms? In fact, most likely you'd be demanding a second opinion and maybe calling your attorney. But it wouldn't be a joking matter, would it? Of course, that is a ridiculous example, but before making a really important decision in your everyday life, even if you were not in any kind of life-threatening situation, wouldn't you at least seek out the advice of a known expert or someone whose wisdom you trusted? Especially if such people were readily available to you, it would be rather silly not to make use of their help, wouldn't it? So do you need a second opinion? As the topic for this show, our recommendation for guaranteed wise and expert advice on important life questions and situations you might have is for you to ask your spirit guide. In fact, don't wait until you need a second opinion. Be proactive and consult with at least one of your spirit guides first. Let's first review a little of the real purpose that you are here in this world for in the first place. Essentially, as we mention on our show fairly often, each of us as souls incarnate here in this world in order to learn. This world is one big school campus. Similar to many large universities around the world, the campus consists of many different kinds of school or schools. A university may have a school of law, a school of music, a school of medicine, a school of education, and so on. Depending on what you're interested in learning and majoring in, you can apply to one or more of such schools devoted to your field of study. So then, what are you enrolled in in this university campus of the world to study and learn? Ultimately, you're here to learn all the lessons you need in order to know who you are in truth. That's why sooner or later, pretty much every soul incarnated in the world starts asking some form of, who am I? What am I here for? And other questions arise naturally as well, such as, how did I get here? What happens after death? What happens before birth? What am I to do? What is the purpose of my life? And what is my relationship with everyone else? All of your life experiences in life are like the psychic breadcrumbs that lead you to your true self. You have to recognize them and learn how to interpret them. As complex as the university may seem to 
the as complex as the universe it is a university really as complex as the universe may seem to be and as complex and challenging your life in it may be underlying all of that is the simple path of discovering truth so continuing along with our analogy of going to school on a university campus with almost an unlimited number of options we're all majoring in our true self. Some of us enroll in the study of the arts, while others of us enroll in that of law or medicine. Still other of us pursue our major through the study of commerce, political science, engineering, or anthropology. Some even enroll in the by-the-seat-of-the-pants school of living. All paths sooner or later lead to the truth. Just like it may take a college student a different number of years to graduate depending on their course of study or their personal life situation, each soul takes a different number of incarnations here in the world before they fully awaken and graduate. When you begin to realize that this is the ongoing life of a soul incarnating incarnated here in the world until their graduation, you discover that everything that happens in your life is part of your spiritual path to enlightenment and complete healing back to the full awareness of your true undivided beingness or self. You are never not on that path. You can take a vacation from time to time from the rigors of intense growing but you're still on your path and in school. This is where your team of spirit guides and others in spirit become all important, whether you are aware of them or not. In one way, it's like if you were an owner and CEO of a business. Even if you were a sole proprietor of the business, you most likely would hire at least an accountant, an attorney, and an office manager to help you keep the business going and successful. If your business is thriving, you might have daily staff meetings with your top staff or a weekly meeting with your accountant. You may consult with a management expert or an attorney before you make a major change in the operation of your company. In order for you to build your company, you'd have to develop a solid communication network with at least your key team members. A similar communication and support network would apply to being part of a family, wouldn't it? You may count on your spouse, parent, children, or siblings for communication about various matters involving the family. With some of the members of your family, especially those that live under the same roof as you, you'd have to maintain good daily communications or things would begin to deteriorate or not work so well. You might provide and receive every type of communication from encouragement and technical advice to reassurance, validation, inspiration, and constructive criticism from various members. Communication and cooperation are two of the essentials to a healthy and functioning community of any kind. Yet, before you can have such communication and cooperation, which are essential to your spiritual learning and growth during your incarnation, you have to establish that with your community and team in spirit. That's the community of spirit that you had long before you incarnated 
that you had long before you incarnated into the world this time. It's your ongoing spirit team and family, so to speak. They're both like your business team and your personal team. How successful would you be in your life in the world if you forgot or neglected to keep in good communication with all of your spirit team? Then, especially when you've hit a rough, rough patch in your life experience here, or you're getting ready to take a big step in some way, your communication and cooperation with your community or team and spirit become even more important and useful. You'll discover that the community that you belong to in spirit that consists of your spirit guides, teachers, angels, masters, and spirit friends are much more your true family than even your biological family here in the world. In some of your incarnations, a member or more of your biological family are also part of your spiritual family or community, but in other Incarnations, you might even feel like the lone alien in that family. Often your relationships with various family members in the world can be more karmically determined and not necessarily because you are BFFs. (laughs) Well, a concomitant learning curve for that awakening soul is that of realizing the greater spiritual community of which they are an integral part. In the early phases of souls learning through life experience in the world and becoming more aware involves learning to love in some way. Learning to love eventually has to be practiced in relationship to other people. Because of genetic programming, in most cases, it may seem like a mother naturally and instinctively loves her children. Souls learn that this person loves them, but that another person may not. They also experience that they can easily love certain people, but find that others are quite difficult for them to love. (laughs) Over many incarnations, (laughs) souls learn to love more freely with less conditions. Eventually, souls learn to love the whole family or a small community of people. Often in the beginning, they tend to love those who they share similar traits with. Of course, with that selective loving dependent on various conditions, various kinds of prejudice can set in in the minds of many developing souls. If you're part of my family, then I love you. But I can't love you if you're not. Still over more lifetimes, soul learns to expand their familiar love to encompass larger communities of souls. Many souls put themselves to the test of their love by becoming warriors, willing to lay their lives down for their love of the community, of their tribe or country, race or religion, gender, political affiliation, whatever. How does that depth and strength of love increase to include more and more others? The soul begins to become more aware that they are relating to the same in another rather than to an entirely different other. It's natural for someone to not trust a complete stranger, but end up loving that same person when they get to know them quite well. The key is in knowing or becoming more fully aware of who that person 
really is. The light of your awareness doesn't stop until it penetrates to the essence or unchanging truth of who someone or something is. The more aware you become of someone, the more you experience the undivided oneness that both you and the other person shares. You begin to recognize and directly experience that the undivided light that you are is the same undivided light that they are. When you experience that, you'll know it as unconditional love. Becoming aware of your spirit guides and others in spirit is a very important aspect of this process of awakening. It helps you awaken to spirit in general, as well as become increasingly more aware of the variety of ways in which spirit can express itself creatively in the experience of time and space. It helps you to expand your awareness of what communication really is. Once you step out, even partially, from the confines of the physical world experience, you discover that communication is far more than the exchange of words and ideas. As you learn to communicate as spirit to spirit, you realize that the great part of communication is direct experience and requires no words or concepts. You simply know, see, hear, and feel all at once and more. And your knowing is nothing like intellectually accumulating knowledge. You simply know with certainty what you know, which you would generally have difficulties explaining in words. So you're communicating all the time with especially your spirit guides and angels and others of your community in spirit. Yet, you may not consciously be aware of it much of the time. At the same time, you're most likely using in your daily life what you've received from especially your spirit team guiding you. If you pay close attention to your awareness throughout your day, you might begin to notice more and more of thoughts, feelings, and information that just <clears throat> appear into your awareness seemingly from nowhere. When you become aware of such things, if you look around in your psychic awareness, you may become more aware where that particular sense or message or thought came from. You can even start to have a more conscious dialogue between you and one or more of your spirit team. Those who believe in spirit guides and angels, or even those who are actually consciously aware and working with them regularly, often don't realize a key element in their relationship to their spirit guides, angels, and other helpers. That key element in your relationship with your team of spirit guides and others is that you are the team leader. All too often, a person who learns that they have spirit guides that help guide them through their life tends to relinquish their role as the leader of the team and end up assuming that their spirit guides are both senior and superior to them. They start to see their spirit guides not just as their guides, but as their leaders for them to follow. That's far from the truth, especially the further along you get on your path. Your spirit guides are not your leaders, 
even if they may be more aware and capable than you might be at the time. They are the experts on your team, much like your accountant, lawyer, personal coach, or chef may be that you enlist to help you in your worldly affairs. They know their stuff, but you are the one they are showing up for to help. It's like when you put out a help wanted notice in the local paper. There may be there may be number of people applying for that position who are experts in doing that particular job. As the one asking for the help, you are the leader who has to interview, hire, and map out their duties, schedule, and pay. You have to take the lead. Just like the leader of a business is not necessarily an expert in the law or accounting, social media management, or in taking dictation, but needs the help of such experts to successfully run a business. As the soul being guided by expert spirit guides, you have to be the leader to communicate with and work with your staff or team of expert spiritual advisors. Without the business owner asking the right questions and soliciting the kind of advice that would help them run the business, the team of experts would be rather useless hanging around the conference room. Once you get the various sage guidance from your expert team members, as the team leader, you need to put their guidance into action. If you choose to use it, if you're not sure whether that is the right course of action for you, you can always ask for a second opinion from the whole team or another spirit guide or even go straight to the source. I work with my team as spirit guides, teachers, masters, angels, and other friends in spirit all of the time in this manner. Most of the times when one or more of them give me some kind of needed guidance, it's like a no-brainer to me, and I put it immediately to use. Once in a while, however, I might not immediately be in agreement or even be in complete disagreement. Hmm. Then I have to pursue further communication with them. I have to first look at whether I'm just in resistance to what they're suggesting to me because I'm afraid of something that I'm not yet aware of or that I'm intuitively knowing something about their guidance in that situation that may not work for me. We're coming upon our first break already, so we wanted to invite you to join us for our next Zoom class. And it's titled, Your Hello Sets Your Course, Energy Work for Creating Purposeful Communications. And and that's speaking of communication. It's a great topic. It's happening on Saturday, November 5th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. This new class is part of our ever-popular ongoing You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series of remote classes currently about psychic tools for having great communication. These are done in seven-week rounds. And this is week one of seven, so you'll be starting right with us in this seven weeks. I'll certainly help you to, it'll certainly help you to transform your relationships for the better. For all the details and to sign up, go to our November events calendar section on our website at Michael Tamura, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A dot com. 
or call our office at 530-926-2650, during normal business hours, Pacific Time, Monday to Friday, and speak with our wonderful assistant, Debbie, and she will give you all the information you need. We'll return in a couple of minutes with Need a Second Opinion? Ask your spirit guide. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's wonderful to have you back, and welcome to those of you who are just joining us. Today we've been exploring what may be at first, or may appear at first to be a serious subject, but when you learn to handle it correctly, it can bring about a fun and enlightening outcome. It's titled, Need a Second Opinion? Ask Your Spirit Guide. So let's continue with our subject. <laughs> I was I was in the middle of a yawn attack. <laughs> and... Some of you might be, you know, curious, oh, yeah, what, what is it about? Sometimes you just, all of a sudden, you know, you just have to yawn, and it's a really big yawn kind of a thing. You might notice if you pay attention that when you're yawning like that kind of a yawn, some kind of energy is shifting, isn't it? And, and you're releasing energy. Uh, that's part of the, part of the uh, yawn reflex, if you will. It just opens up the space along your spinal column in your head where when you have, you're releasing old pain, when you're releasing unconscious energy uh, from within your mind, uh, that energy flows up and it kind of opens that lid. The energy goes out 
and it kicks on your yawn reflex and you just have to yawn. And that's why it feels so good afterwards. Yeah. And <laughs> the, you know, the other thing is that, um, some of you may be yawning like that during our show and wondering, gee, it's not so boring, but at least I'd like to think you think that. <laughs> but when, a lot of things we talk about are not generally talked about in, you know, normal conversation. <laughs> so it's bringing up a lot of energy and pictures, and that yawn just helps you release all the limitations so don't worry about it. This will happen sometimes when you get a reading from someone. Mm. If you or a healing. Or a yeah. healing. That's yeah. right. So it's, it's, it's a releasing of energy, uh, not just when you're tired or bored. And, and in fact, when you are bored, uh, you might yawn. And when you yawn, you get refreshed. It's releasing what, what made you bored in the first place. Oh, yeah, there's some underlying pain that's coming up. You're starting to be healed of it, so to speak. But anyway, back to <laughs> back to your spirit guides, spirit guides and, and just asking for a second opinion. <laughs> well, I, before the break, I was talking about uh, when I work with my spirit guide team, if you will, uh, generally, sometimes I work specifically with one spirit guide, other times with, a, with several or a team of them. And, but I also know anytime I'm working with spirit in any way, shape, or form, what that sense of community is, is it's spirit as one. <laughs> it's only here in this world of time and space of division that, that it seems like, oh, yeah, spirit is expressing itself as, a, as an individual person. I'm different than you and so forth and so on. And there's a lot of people on this planet. Ah, but guess what? There's still only one spirit. But in time and space, spirit can express itself through a multitude of forms. Ah, in different times, different places. All right? So anyway, I was talking about the working with the spirit team. And in most cases, when I have guidance from my uh, one or more spirit guides and masters and teachers and everybody else it's a like i mentioned before it's a no-brainer i just okay great yeah thanks that's that's exactly what i needed but there are times when i go well, i don't know it it doesn't whatever the guidance is doesn't quite sit right with me and of course i i first check to see where it's coming from yeah it's coming from a uh, coming from my guidance counselor rather than than from you know uh, uh, scam scam spirit <laughs> sending me junk mail <laughs> to try to get me to buy stuff you know it's like that follow this link <laughs> and just give us your 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 bank account number but anyway uh, and sure that happens on a more spirit end of things as well on the lower end of consciousness but uh besides that if i'm very have my certainty yep this this guidance is coming from my actual spirit guide then i look at okay what's what's my reluctance hesitation or concern about this particular uh decision action or guidance uh 
And when I discovered uh, something like that, you know, when I pursue the matter uh, further, a lot of times it wasn't about what the guides were telling me, but because I had an intuitive knowingness and, and some from experience, how if I went through with this, if I followed through with that decision or, or action of some sort, how would a per, this particular person or a group of people uh, that I was uh, involved, you know, re relating with, how would they react to this particular action or this particular decision I'm about to make? And that is often what I came to, to oh, yeah, I don't have a problem with this decision, but I know this person would have a problem with it. Or this group of people would would not like it and and might you know raise a big stink or whatever. Okay, so then it's not that I wouldn't do it. It's just that now I need a second opinion of some sort, so to speak. Or okay, uh, how, uh, here's the situation in case the spirit guides weren't taking that into consideration, and I'll present it to them and go okay. If I do this, I don't have a problem doing this, but if I do this, that person over there that's gonna plays a key part in this whole thing, or this group of people who have influence and pull uh, regarding whatever this thing is, they're gonna go up in arms, so to speak. They're gonna be upset. They're gonna try to block it or whatever. Can I have some help with that? And I've gotten a variety of responses when I present something like that to them. Sometimes it's as simple as they'll go, okay, we'll take care of it. And I go, okay, great, thanks. <laughs> other times, <laughs> other times I kind of hear them laughing and says, wow, that's your problem. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> And and when they say something like that, I go, okay, but, you know, any advice about how to deal with it? <laughs> what would work in this situation? And sometimes they'll give me hints, clues. And other times they'll just go, no, that's part of what you need to, you know, uh, learn to work with. And I go, okay. So, see, the... The communication, the, your spirit guides will never not communicate with you. But you may not necessarily like the communication they give you, <laughs> especially when you're going, oh, could you do it for me instead of, I don't want to go through this. And they're going, they're laughing at you, or, or they could be serious. They're, they're saying, no, no, this is your, your call. You, you have to go through this thing. <laughs> and, and, uh, that way, at least you give get yourself more clarity and certainty that's, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, it's not just in my stars. <laughs> this is something I, I contracted for. You know, I, I have to go through with this. Learn. Yeah. And if it's really something that you're going, ah, but I, I changed my mind. Can I, can I renege on that contract? Yeah. Uh, you can ask them. Oh, uh, asking never hurts. They could 
the worst that can happen is they go, they'll laugh at you and say, no, you, you got to do it. There's no, you, you don't have a choice in the matter. Okay, great. Or they might go, well, we're waiting for you to ask. And so <clears throat> what's your idea? How, how do you think, you know, what, what can you do to uh, go about it differently? And now it's balls back in your court and you go, okay, if I don't want to do this, how about if I do it this way or if I do that instead, would that be just as good? And yes, there have been times where the guide would say to me, oh, good for you. You know, it's, that's, that's a clever way to get yourself out of that <laughs> and still accomplish what you need to accomplish. And a lot of times it worked. Ah. So the other great and fun thing that happens when you regularly work with your team consciously is that you're welcomed into an ever-increasing community of spirit around not just the globe, but even throughout various galaxies. Yeah, and, and I'm not talking science fiction. In fact, a master, well, yes, science fiction often portrays that, but a master, like the being you know in, at least in history, as being Jesus of Nazareth, in that particular incarnation, is known throughout many galaxies. He didn't just go fishing in his retirement after his ascension, you know. <laughs> he, he actually, you know, he jumped into his luxury RV and visited so many uh, so-called worlds, other worlds. When you get around in spirit dimensions and are welcomed into various communities around the world while working with in the incarnated population of people here, you can have the most fun hellos from some of them through the most unlikely channels. One time, a world-renowned medium was relaying messages from the spirit of the departed husband of a bereaved widow who was the mother, just happened to be the mother of one of my advanced students at the time, who herself, you know, the, the daughter was a clairvoyant teacher by that point and, you know, practicing uh, clairvoyant and everything. And this is why she took her mother, who just was devastated at her husband's uh, death, suicide, and the medium that they went to kept telling the mother that her husband wanted her to thank Michael for all he did for him after he was in the spirit. He, he told her that it helped a lot to get him unstuck and well again. Well, the mother was confused at that point. She's going, well, you know, we know quite a few Michaels. Which, which Michael was he referring to? And it was the daughter, the clairvoyant, who laughed and told her, you know, Michael Tamura, my teacher. I told you I asked him for help with dad after he killed himself. At that point, the medium's eyes opened up wide in kind of a incredulousness. And he goes, Michael Tamura? You two know Michael? <laughs> he happened to know Michael. Yeah, the medium's a great friend of ours as well. <laughs> so the circle of love and friendship grows exponentially when you work with your community in spirit. 
Yeah. As someone said, you know, it's, a, it's all about who you know. <laughs> Another even more hilarious time was when my younger son was traveling with a friend in England. And, my, and the friend's uh, grandmother was a medium in one city, but recommended to his friend and her parents to go to see a friend of hers in another city because she didn't read family members. The grandmother's friend was also a very well-respected medium in the other city. So my uh, son and her, his friend and her parents and everybody went over to that other city to, and made an appointment to see the medium. And, and my son's friend and her fam, par, parents walked into the medium's house first because, you know, they were, they were closer to that person. And um, my son went in at the end. But as soon as he stepped into the living room, he's not even fully into the living room, yet the medium who happened to be sitting in the chair in the living room facing the front door welcomed him and said, oh yeah, I loved your father's book. <laughs> and, and, and of course that totally surprised my, my son, but she continued, you know, Everyone knows him on the other side. <laughs> Even my dad came to my sister in a dream and said he was concerned because he kept seeing Michael walking with, quote unquote, walking with the dead. With the dead. <laughs> so, so interesting. Well, you know, spirit guides are here to help guide us on our spiritual path. And that's what we're here for. You know, we might forget about it for a long time or we might choose not to pay attention to it for a long time. But eventually, at some time or another, it will come around that we are here for a much larger purpose than what it appears to be. And I want to talk about a friend of mine from some time ago who uh, wanted to be part of our what we were doing in our classes and everything like that. And one of the things, even though she got very close to us, we loved her. She was fun, fun-loving, and, and all that kind of stuff. And we did a lot of things with her outside of the classes. But one of the things I noticed early on working with her was she wouldn't really do her work. She wouldn't really meditate. She wouldn't clean out her space. And she just wanted to be friends and, you know, a social thing. And as time went on, the issues that she came in to work on became a health problem. And towards the end of her life, all she wanted was to get a healing once or twice a day from healers. And it didn't really work because she wasn't really willing to do her own inner work. And it was really sad to see that. And it's like that when you're working with spirit guides. You know, I honor my friend very much because it was a very hard lesson for her to go all through life kind of ignoring her work. Oh, and there was one more part to this story I wanted to mention is it wasn't till many years later <clears throat> that I was talking to someone who actually kind of grew up with her. And that person told me, yeah, when we were growing up, she would come over to my house and ask me to do her homework for her. So she really wasn't in it for her lessons and all that. So there's more to my comment, but apparently we have a break coming up. So 
we wanted to remind you to check our website, michaeldemora.com, for upcoming events, and you get all the details for the next Zoom class in our popular remote ongoing series. You might be more psychic than you think, and we talked about that already. It's happening on November 5th, and it's titled, Your Hello Sets the Course, and Learn to Do Psychic Energy Work for Creating Purposeful Communication. In just a bit, we'll continue with Need a Second Opinion? Ask Your Spirit Guide. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're back and we're glad to have you back with us. Well, if you ever need a second opinion, why not ask your spirit guide for one? In fact, maybe it'll be the wiser option to ask them for your first opinion. Let's continue and see what else you can find out about your life situation when you consult with your spirit guides. Now, just before the break, I was speaking about a friend of ours, or a student of ours, actually, who became a friend, who didn't quite take her life, let's say, uh, Beyond the point of the mundane, you know, let's have fun, let's do this, let's do that, really not wanting to look within and and work with her life and grow in the way that she needed to grow. We all hit points in our life when this happens, but if you're really hearing this about working with your spirit guides, how, how do you how do you talk to your spirit guides? You know, a lot of you don't even know that. Or if you do know it, it's sort of a nebulous thing where, well, maybe it was a spirit guide, maybe it was just me and whatnot. But your spirit guides, when you start to put your attention on them, it becomes much more clear uh, when you're communicating or even working on some creative project or solving a problem, it becomes very clear which is your guidance and which is your own creativity and, and action. 
And it's working with them in a practice that helps you get your certainty in this. So how do, how do you experience spirit guidance? Well, one of the ways that, that they very simply often come in, especially for people who don't believe in spirit guides and that sort of thing, is sometimes they'll deposit a thought into your awareness that sounds like your own voice. But as you start to get to know, you know, you could even ask, is this, is this really my thought or is this a spirit guide? You know, because it's such a brilliant idea. I, I wouldn't come <laughs> up with something like this. You know, I'm sure some of those great scientists who have come up with amazing ideas, I'm sure some of them came from that kind of spirit guidance. So a thought dropped into your awareness. And in a way, it doesn't matter if it's yours or a spirit guides, but if you if it's something that really resonates with you and helps you on your path, that's all that really matters. Another way that spirit guides talk to you, and this happens to me a lot, it's a repeated message from multiple unrelated people. Hmm. It is kind of an amazing thing when it happens. Sometimes I'll get this where a little child will come out of a crowd where I am somewhere and give me the message. And then I've gotten an email from somebody that says, I have this message or um, I just had this thought that maybe you needed to know this. And I have a little saying is if I hear the same message three times, it's usually a message from guidance and something really important to listen to. So that's my, uh, my way of distinguishing it from just all the chaos that's out there. And then another way spirit guides talk to us, and my very favorite way because it's always uh, fun, which is through our, our night dreams. Oftentimes spirit guides will come to us when we're troubled with something and they'll say, maybe you need to look at it this way, or perhaps you can speak to this person to help you solve this problem. Or, you know, when you're really on a spiritual path and doing your practices, spirit, sometimes your spirit guides in your dreams will tell you, as I was told in this last week in a dream, okay, we're, we've noticed that you've really <clears throat> been working on your healing abilities. We're going to help step you up in another area of your abilities. And it, in my dream, I got to practice that ability, which is which was a lot of fun. And um, so pay attention to those. You know, I had this happen when I was getting ready to get my psychic training, is I kept dreaming about this little house on a corner. This is where I'm going to get my psychic training. And I'm like, what? <clears throat> a little house on a corner. It was like a little uh, suburb somewhere and, and it didn't really look out of the ordinary and sure enough when I eventually within a few weeks of starting to have those dreams the place where I ended up starting my training was in a tiny little house in the suburbs on a corner just the way I had seen it in my dreams so our guides will even give us prophecy sometimes like that and then the spirit guides we call angels you know, angels help us to survive until it's time for us to go back to the other side. And we interviewed a fellow, uh, I think it was last year, whose angels actually manifested to him in the physical until he was ready to not be on drugs and and get on his path. And he did end up getting on his path and not dying from a drug overdose. Also, they help us survive. Uh, like, for instance, the story I've told many times where I was driving a car and a guide 
a man's voice came in really strong. Hold your steering wheel, look in your uh, side rear view mirror, you're about to be hit. And um, it kept, because of the kind of car I was driving, it kept me from rolling over to the side of the road and getting very, you know, I didn't get injured that much. Um, So, you know, our guides are with us all the time. And it's just opening your higher intuition. Sometimes they speak to you through your higher intuition even. But it's opening your intuitive uh, knowingness, in a sense, to, to be able to communicate with them. Yeah, I was, you know, as Rafi, I was talking about angels and and their, uh, what would you call it, intervention or guidance or a lot of times people miss out on the spirit guidance they have, like Rafi said, pretty much all the time and it's available to them all the time is because they're expecting things to be in just the way they are in this world. And while there are certain parts of the more spiritual realms that are very much like this world, that's just on the lower end of the spectrum. As you go higher up into more and more in the spiritual realm, things are not, there's, there's no words and there's no thought even. Uh, it's just direct experience, direct knowing. And and then once we know it or once we see it on a clairvoyant, just direct seeing experience or a direct hearing, in our own mind, we, we translate it into our language, into the words we generally think with. But you'll find in spirit, you're not, thinking is an entirely different thing. It's It's bringing spirit knowing into physical form. Words are physical forms, right? So if you're expecting your spirit guide to always talk to you like you hear my voice talking to you right now using words, in in my case right now, it's using English words. Oh, well, what about if you don't speak English and your 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 native language is Chinese or French, well, your spirit guides will communicate to you the same way, but you'll hear it in your mind or you'll interpret it, translate it in your mind into whatever your language is, right? And this is why sometimes some of you might have experienced, if you are bilingual or something, you might have experienced dreaming in a not your normal language, yeah. And and uh, even though Japanese was my first spoken language, uh, most of my dreams, if there was any speaking, are in English, because I'm much more fluent in English than I am in Japan Japanese. But there have been certain uh, dreams that's needed to be in Japanese, so I had it in Japanese. (laughs) Uh, Next time, I'll ask for closed caption on whatever language. (laughs) (laughs) His mother always speaks to him in Japanese in his dreams. Yeah, (laughs) and and even in spirit, as she comes to me in spirit, generally she speaks to me in Japanese. So that's that's not that important, but it's it's kind of fun. And so when when you're communicating with spirit, especially on the higher levels, there, 
don't expect the words. And, and that's why Raphael was saying, sometimes it's like a thought pops in your head. But for me, it's, it's much more than a thought popping into my head. It's, it's just this knowing of, oh, I need to do this. And so sometimes, sometimes it's as simple as I'm doing something completely unrelated. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at some advertisement or email or, you know, flyer or something on the floor or whatever. And I go, oh, let's say it's about some kind of a book or something. Oh, I need to read that. Not because I was intellectually interested in it. In fact, it could be some kind of a book that normally I would even pay attention to. But I'll get, oh, got to read that. Okay, check into it. And when I do, I start to understand why I was guided to read that or to look at watch this movie or, you know, something like that or buy this product. And, and uh, like Raphael was saying earlier, you can always tell, oh, this isn't my uh, thinking. You know, it's not my active decision-making process of going, I want to do this or I need to do this. It's like something is nudging me saying, how about this? Take a look at that. And so that happens to me pretty much all throughout the day. <laughs> we can say yes or no to it. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have free will and and we could do whatever. And and that's what the the communication, important part of communication. It has to be a two-way communication. It's not just like a guide tells you what to do and you have to do it. No, guides don't work that way. A real guide observes your free will. And so they're not going to demand or force you to do something. The only time I've experienced anything even remotely like that is, well, it's a matter of life or death kind of a situation where if you, if I don't stop, you know, stop the car right at that moment, I'm not going to be around in this incarnation. Those times were the only times that I would actually hear a guide say stop or whatever like that. And, and I just do it. But even, even in those circumstances, there's been many times where it's just, I know to stop instead of somebody telling me to stop because Knowing to stop, I just stop. If somebody told me to stop, I have to make the decision to stop. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's just so much faster. Well, time keeps zipping by, and we find ourselves at the end of our show for today already. So have fun with your uh, learning about your spirit guides. You can even uh, talk to them in your meditation and learn who they are. Maybe we'll talk about that again in another show. Well, we're very grateful that you joined us. We hope that our show offered you much to reflect upon and provide new psychic tools for you to apply in your daily life and spiritual development. Join us again next Wednesday for Got a Psychic Life Problem? Who are you going to call? Well, if the Ghostbusters can't help you for your particular problem, you might have to get on your psychic smartphone to spirit. Tune in and find out who to call and how to do that. Remember, too, to sign up for our next Zoom class, Your Hello Sets Your Course, 
energy work for creating purposeful communication coming up on Saturday, November 5th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will talk to you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.